I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 92.9 FM ESPN. You know, that's always music to my ears to hear that fight song. That's fantastic stuff. Always love coming back into the show to that. Ryan Silverfield joins us now on the phone line. University of Memphis head football coach on Twitter at rsilverfield. Coach Silverfield, what's happening, man? How are you? Oh man, it's I'm just fired up to be able to talk to you on your first week. Congratulations, Gabe. So happy for you. Proud of you, man. Keep crushing it, and it's an honor to join you as your guest. Man, I appreciate it. I really do. I really do. Now, um. In other news, you guys started the tour of duty. You got some winter conditioning going on over there at the facility. Um, oh, yeah. I know how that is. That's always fun, yeah. huh? You want to come back and join? We'll be going tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll, I'll, show, I'll show these whippersnappers how to how, uh, how uh, a 27-year-old gets those mat drills done. Uh, I'm we afraid get that if you going. get down to the stance, you might not be able to get back up. That's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, give my. you a whistle so you can well, yell to these kids. <laughs> I, I'll do one round. I can do one round of, of mat drills. I can do anything once. Right? I think that's fair. Yeah. But yeah I'll see you out here tomorrow morning. Okay. How are these guys handling it, though? How, are new guys getting adjusted? Yeah, it's been great. You know, look, you know, it's, uh, you know, Gabe, as you well know and your listeners know, that it's 35% roster turnover on average in college football, that's right? Wild. So you're constantly bringing in new guys, right? Not only are high school guys graduating high school early, so we've got, you know, nine true freshman guys who are 17 years old that should be getting ready for prom and all those other things that are here working. we got the transfers. Um, and so it's a lot of the new faces, but that's the name of the game in college football. But, you know, everybody's handling it well. Um, it's been great. Got a lot more competition going with it. And uh, I think the guys are really excited. You know, it's fun when they're they're excited about the work and, and camaraderie and being able to build this thing and, and have a lot of uh, promise for the, the this season coming up. So let me ask you this. You talk about the 35% roster turnover, and that's just normality. I, I don't think anything surprises you at this point. Nothing surprises you at this point, right? I would imagine on the recruiting trail and roster management standpoint. Not one bit. I mean, that's, yep. it truly is, right? It's, uh, you can have a guy come in and say, hey, uh, I'm going to take in this amount of money and going somewhere else. I love you. I appreciate you, Coach. I'm out the door. Yeah, you can have guys saying, hey, this is what I'm doing, and it's, it's the nature of it. Nothing in college football has shocked me. Uh, it's a completely different game than it was three years ago, and you sit there and you stay ahead of the train and roll with the punches. So with that, is there anything you'd like to see enacted to sort of limit the, the madness, the, the, the rat race that is the offseason these days? Yeah, and that's a question that everybody's asking head coaches because the one thing you hear amongst uh, football coaches, administrators, this is not sustainable. And that's true. This is not sustainable. It's uh, it's a constant. It's we've, we've kind of lost control of the calendar. 
uh, look, I'm all for an IL. If, if, if it benefits a student athlete, great. So be it. You know, like if we can, they, if, if the young man can benefit from their name, image, and likeness, sure, all for it. I don't think we're going to be able to put that genie back in the bottle. You know, there's traditionalists that say it's not right. It's not what it used to be. I get that, but it's changing, you know, the game in general. So look back and we all say, well, what's another way we control this? And I think, you know, the biggest thing is we have to find, come to wraps on this transfer portal thing, yeah. right? You've got guys. You know, we've had guys that left here going on their fourth and fifth college. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily what the transfer portal was intended for. Um, I understand people say, well, coaches can leave at any time. You know, you also have guys that are in their 40s and 50s that also have contracts, right? If they mm-hmm. leave and, and could be let go at any time, it's so be it. So I'd love for them, and I think every head coach wants the transfer window to possibly shrink. Um, we've talked about is there a way to go back to maybe you have to be a grad transfer, but I think that anything that – um, in essence, may limit the student athlete. It's going to be hard pressed to get done. You know, you talk yep. about uh, it. Just you know, what it what does that look like? And if it limits a student athlete, it's probably not going to get accomplished. It's going to take you know, whether it's Congress, uh, a certain you know, maybe even a certain group or you know, officials that have to get this done and, and try to get. But I don't know if there's any change in in short sight. Yeah, uh, toothpaste getting back in the tube. It's hard to do. I, I understand that now. For you on the recruiting trail, like I, I, I've asked this to a few guys, how how has your mindset shifted, or has it at all? Because I think uh, you'll get some guys saying that, that they need to have a mindset shift, and there's some guys saying, you know, well, I, I still don't want to recruit with NIL in mind, and obviously you can't, I mean, by by rules, technically you cannot do that. Um, but but still, they're, they're going after guys that fit and, and, and make sense. They're creating those relationships, and obviously – there's certain schools that, that can um, promise more on the NIL front. Um, how, how much has your recruiting pitch, your recruiting um, shifted? Yeah, I mean, it's a completely different dynamic, right? We're still going to recruit high school kids and, and not use NIL to, uh, to convince a 17-year-old to come to the University of Texas. Right. We've got so many things to sell. Um, but there's teams in our conference that are throwing money at 17-year-olds, even though they're not supposed to, and saying, hey, come here, come to the school, we'll pay you X amount of dollars. And I think that's a race that we're not able to get into right now. And, uh, and, and so it changes, right? I still believe in relationships and building that. We still recruit high school kids here, uh, contrary to what maybe some people think. Like, we are probably below average on the number of transfers. We actually bought into the number of transfers that are leaving. Um, so we're trying to build this roster the right way. And we go back and think about this. All the recruits from my first year, they're mm-hmm. just now going in, They're just now going into their junior year of redshirt sophomores. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm always like, yeah, absolutely. Every single guy is my type of guy. Absolutely. Every guy on our roster, but like, you know, the guys that I had the opportunity to truly bring in our first year, um, you know, Seth Hagan, he guess what? He's just going into his true junior year. And the right. rest of those guys in that class, they're just red shirt sophomores. So um, it, it seems like it's been a long time, but that's the reality of it. Uh, and the transfer portal, probably the first question you get asked is how much money you pay. And, uh, if there's a school that has more money, and guess what? They're generally going to beat you. These kids, not necessarily, and it's, you can say it's a sad truth, probably don't care as much about facilities or education. It, the kids going to play football somewhere for, you know, five months, 11 months, uh, guess what? The, the grad degree program may not be as important. It may be, well, how much money you got? And, uh, that's welcome to college football, and that's where we're at, and that's why I think sometimes you're seeing guys maybe leaving a place uh, for maybe an opportunity to play more, maybe leaving a place for more money. Um, but here we are. Yeah, and I, and I think the 
the narrative has had to shift because, you know, back in the day when you're talking about guys, a big exodus of guys in the transfer portal, it becomes sort of discussion about what's going on behind the scenes. Nowadays, you can't have that discussion anymore. That's not the same discussion. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Look, I, I'll be the first to admit, you know, there, there are, I'm sure we've lost players because they don't like me. I, I can cry. In fact, I think, you, I think you had another year of eligibility. You probably left because you didn't like me. You know, like, there, that, like, there's plenty of people out there in the world that don't like me. So I'm sure we've lost a few players because they don't like me. I'm sure we've lost a few players because a school came and promised them a lot more money. I'm sure we've lost players because they were think they can have opportunities to play somewhere else. And I understand that, right? If a kid is not playing here and he's going into his senior year and he's like, Coach, where am I? Hey, you're going to be third string. It's going to be hard for you to play. Okay, I think it's best for me to go try an FCS school, right, or maybe a smaller division school. Okay, great. Understand that. So we've had guys leave for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'd be hard-pressed, though, if you sit there and, and these young men that come and sit down and say, Hey, what was your relationship like? What was it like there? Oh, it was a great experience, right? right. Like, we've had guys that have transferred out that actually texted me a couple hours ago saying, Coach, I love you. Hope you're doing well. Just checking on you. Right. And, you know, it's nothing to do with it. Maybe there's a better opportunity for them elsewhere, and, and so be it. You wish them the best. So this year you guys had to go out and on the transfer portal attack, and, and definitely something that's been noticed around the town, around the country. Now, what 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 do you think uh, about this this class you brought in transfer portal-wise, and, and who do you expect? Obviously, more experience. I Certainly, there's some bigger guys on the O-line and D-line. Who do you expect to step up uh, sort of immediately for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's part of it, right? I mean, first, let me say this, and it's going to be quite interesting because if you look at it right now, we've probably lost the same amount of transfers we've actually bought in. So mm-hmm. true Division One college transfers, FCS college transfers we bought in, to the number of guys we lost. I'm talking about scholarship, okay? Yeah. Uh, we are going to lose. Let me say this right now, and I, I said this on the radio last week. We are going to lose more transfers, right? This portal is right. open up again May 1st. Uh, we are going to lose more transfers. So when this thing's all said, then we're actually going to lose more players to the portal than we're going to have the room and capability to bring in. There's still only 85 scholarships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, cool. Could we bring in 100 like some schools are? Sure, figure it out. Um, <laughs> But the reality of it is, yeah, we bought in a lot of great players. Super excited about it. Uh, you're right. We did bring in some bigs. And I think, Gabe, as you well know, it's finding that depth on the O-line and D-line, which is so hard in the AAC, right? Because if a guy is 6'5", 300 pounds and has a pulse, well, people are going to be recruiting him. And um, so we bought in some good depth there. We expect those guys to come in and compete. Uh, those are areas we have to improve upon. Obviously, we had a uh, loss in uh, productivity in the wide receiver room and some guys mm-hmm. that were, you know, receivers and catchers and tight ends and things of that nature. So we bought in a, a handful of guys that have had production. Um, you, you know, you talk about Toski Dove was a 19-game right. starter and a captain at Mizzou. You know, uh, you got Blankemsey with a starter at Toledo who's super explosive. Uh, we even bought in not even a transfer, but a guy from junior college, Marcelo Bussey, who we expect big mm-hmm. things. So we got some receivers we're going to go into the mix, but – you know, let's not forget Rock Taylor's coming back, and we have yep. huge expectations for, you know, Rock Taylor. Joe Skates, right, when Joe's uh, healthy and well, I mean, man, it's hard to stop him. So we got some guys that have been productive and what we want to do offensively. Defensively, you look at, you know, Simeon Blair, the guy that was a two-year starter at Arkansas, coming in and, you know, and, and fighting for a safety spot. So we got a bunch of guys that we feel like can come in and compete. Um, and just because we've bought in a guy in the portal also doesn't mean it's immediate fix, right? It's right. not like, hey, well, this guy's an immediate starter. If that's the case, then everybody would live off of it. Uh, we brought in some guys that are going to be, you know, redshirt freshmen that we technically don't expect to play. And 
Um, reality, if a guy is an All-American in the SEC and goes in the portal, uh, it's going to be very hard uh, for a place like Memphis to get them. That doesn't mean there might be interest, but it's, uh, it's a unique way once that portal door opens. So we talk about differences going into next year and what, what needs to change. So offensively, the past two years, sort of the lack of, of explosive run game. How confident are you with some of the offensive linemen that have been brought in, with the running back room you have? How confident are you that that, that can flip on its head and change going into next year? Yeah, you're exactly right. And uh, we were so fortunate even when you were here, right? Not only were you a fantastic alive, we had some pretty good running backs. Yeah, we did, the, didn't uh, we? Yeah, the, the fact that five <laughs> of them are in the NFL, um, yeah. you know, is pretty remarkable. And uh, would I like to get back to that? Sure. And everybody's like, yeah, why don't you just go get Tony <laughs> or, or Antonio Gibson? Beautiful. I'm, I'm right, 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 right on that. If you, I, if you could point me in the direction, uh, I'll be happy to go find them and knock on their door. Uh, but, yeah, the, you're right. The, the explosion in the run game isn't exactly what we want it to be the last few years. And, and that ultimately is on me, and I've got to do a better job of putting us in the right situation. Um, the offensive line has to improve. And, you know, we've made some changes there. We've had some guys. So I really like the group of offensive line we have now. I like the direction I think we'll be heading there. Also added, you know, the, the running back room continues to add guys. Like, I think everybody would be excited about Sutton Smith, right? You know, yeah. a guy that was a true freshman. Uh, probably didn't get as many carries as people thought as a true freshman, but he's still a 18-year-old who's learning the game, and I think he's got some really good explosiveness. Right, we added Jay Ducker, you know, to the full NIU transfer last year. Blake Watson, right, the ODU transfer running back, that ultra productive. Right, we added Bull Hargrove, uh, you know, Brandon Thomas can, and healthy. It can see what he can add. I mean, so we've got the guys. Um, I don't want to be running back by committee like we've been, you know, and having five yeah. or six guys. Uh, but we've got some guys that we think can be productive back there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, coaching switches this off season. We obviously had to. Wide receiver coach, O-line coach, and, and special teams coordinator. How, how do you feel about those guys? How are they getting adjusted? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, anytime you, you're part of that, and I, you know, you talk about the 35% roster turnover, um, right? That's the nature of the game. 600 assistant coaches roughly this year have changed jobs. Last year's 564. <laughs> yep. It's a crazy, crazy deal. But uh, really excited about it. You know, the special teams coordinator is a guy named Chris White was actually coached with me with the Vikings, so I've known Coach White for a long time. Uh, he's been everywhere from uh, Syracuse, Iowa, Michigan. He was with the Vikings when I was there and actually with the Lions after I was there. Uh, so some NFL background, most recently in the University of Buffalo. I'm uh, really excited about him, and, and, you know, obviously he's a guy I've known well for a long time. And, you know, we had Larry Smith, our wide receiver coach. He was at UAB, actually a quarterback at Vanderbilt at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's dynamic, and I think he's going to bring a lot to that room. And, you know, and then you talk about the offensive line. I actually hired a guy named Jeff Myers, uh, who's just slightly older than you, but, you know, was the offensive line coach at Iowa State. And, um, you know, a guy that played the game at a high level that I have known for quite a long time, uh, who's going to be great. And I'm, I'm going to find myself back in that O-line room probably more yeah. Uh, than I had been the last few years, and I think that's important. You know, talking to a lot of our players, they said, Coach, we'd love to have you down in there more, spending time. And, and even though the, the head coaching duties call for uh, a lot of other things, I think, you know, if we can be more productive and if I can help out in any way, I certainly will. So something that I, I've always wondered about, and, like, I, obviously you look around college football and look at your staff as well. You have a mix of sort of veteran coaches and younger coaches. And you bring in Larry Smith, you bring in Jeff Myers. You mentioned how young he is. He's just out of football. I think 2015 was his last year in football. How important do you think it is in this day and age to have sort of an injection of youth in, in, in a coaching staff? 
Yeah, right. It's that fine line because there's something to be said for a guy that's done it. I am certainly a better coach than I was when I got into this thing, right? I'm going on year 25. Right. Uh, 24 years ago, I thought I had all the answers, right? And uh, and I, I think a lot of young guys feel like they've got it all figured out, especially those that sometimes played. But I think it's find that fine balance, right? You don't want to have a staff, a bunch of young guys that haven't been through it because there's something to be said that, that those that have seen the live bullets and have, have been through the the, the the ringer. And then there's others, you know, for having some um, energy and, and different philosophy on things, maybe a different relatability, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That we, we hear it all the time, right? Today's uh, Gen X or whatever the heck you guys are. Gen, <laughs> Gen, Gen Z. Y, I I see, I'm, I'm late millennial. Then we got Gen Z after that. Yeah, whatever the heck you guys are, right? The relatability. <laughs> uh, I just say this, build relationships and that's how you relate to them. But uh, I think having guys of different age, Certainly helps. Um, I, I really like the chemistry of this this staff, and I think it's going to be huge for us moving forward. Now, last couple of things for you: got some money potentially headed your way um, for Liberty Stadium upgrades. I, and I, I hate to ask this so obviously, but I think it's I, I think you probably have a lot to say on it. How much does that mean to you in the program? Yeah, look, we're obviously um, we're excited about the possibility. Uh, obviously, nothing's final, but of course, appreciative everybody's support and work towards this. Uh, but Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, obviously near and dear to so many Memphians' heart and the ability to hopefully have the opportunity to continue uh, its progress and upgrades would be absolutely tremendous. I think it's not only going to be an asset to the University of Memphis and our football program, but this this city. And it's, you know, there's there's so much rich history there. And to be able to do those things uh, that hopefully we can get done uh, will be absolutely tremendous asset for us moving forward. All right, now I know you're. Uh, I know you're busy with all the guys on the field doing tour of duty, doing the, the off-season program. But uh, what are your Super Bowl thoughts? We we uh, I think I, there's two Tigers on one side, so I'd imagine I, I know your rooting interest. But what do you think about the uh, what do you think about this matchup, Eagles and, and Chiefs? Oh, I mean, it, it's exciting because they're two dynamic teams, and I think that's what everybody appreciates. So there's not one that you know the average fan, right? The person that hadn't turned on football all year is going to turn on and be like, oh, this is boring. I think what we're going to see is like. You know, the the common American that puts it on is going to say, wow, this is exciting football. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is, right? Even if you're a fan of defense, I think both teams do some really well things. I've got friends that, you know, I coach with Eric Bien-Ami, right. uh coach with the D-line, you know, a bunch of those guys on the Chiefs. But to have two Tigers uh, in the Super Bowl, obviously, and Jake Elliott and Kenny Gainwell, it's going to be hard not to pull for the Eagles. More than anything, you know, I, I hope it's a little bit different than the college national championship game. I hope it's a four-quarter <laughs> football game. Right. Maybe we'll get a little Super Bowl with some overtime, and uh, we'll figure this thing out. But I'm excited to watch, and I think it's it's going to be a great matchup for the fans. And Kenny's been balling, man. He's been looking really good throughout this uh, this playoff run for them, man. His first experience, too, in that playoff situation. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, no, and I, I think uh, – I actually got to reach out to Kenny because I think he still has some years of college eligibility left. So <laughs> yeah. if he wants to come on back and uh, now this NIL thing is working, you know, maybe we can see what we can yeah. do. But no, it's fun to watch him. I think that the progress of a, a young running back like him and you know how what he can do, uh, it's it's fun to watch. And I think the rest of America is catching on to how talented he is. Yes, sir. But he is University of Memphis head football coach Ryan Silverfield. Um, thanks for carving out some time, coach, and we'll do it again down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Dave, I'm so proud of you, man, and, and pumped for you. And, yes, sir. And to all of our listeners, appreciate the support and go Tigers. Appreciate it. That's kind of you. You can find him on Twitter at R Silverfield. They got a heck of an off season coming up. Certainly trying to turn around uh, some some misfortunes here in the past two years, and and seems like there's there's some confidence in that in with that staff with that roster. We'll see what happens going into the spring 
then into fall, then we'll be back at the season. But we only have one more uh, football game left in the year, so there is that. That's I'm kind of sad time. about we know it. That. I'm sad about, it. but we do have the USFL and the XFL coming. So, well, yes, okay. So let me let me let me take that back. How you know, dare you, Gabe? Yes, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be rude, but you yeah. know. No more. No I more understand what you're no trying to say. NFL, yes, I get it. Yes. I get it. And and yeah. I know you might be suiting up for the USFL and you're <laughs> dreading those workouts. But uh, yeah, no, I it is. A, I actually get a little sentimental during the Super Bowl for this reason. It's yes. probably sad. I'm sitting there with my friends watching this game, you know, and you watch the commercials, drinking beer and eating some food, and you're like, this is the last one of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a little, no question. It kind of touches a, a sure. spot, you know, for sure. But <laughs> at least we still have a build up to Sunday. Right? Yeah, it's it'll be good. Yeah, and. In, in I do, I am rooting for the Eagles, by the way. Yes, I don't know, I, I hear I, you. I'm all in on I, the yo, Eagles. Oh, Jake, yeah, yeah we, the, we had Jake on yesterday. Kenny, yeah. that connection. I, I'm there. Yeah, I think it'll be a great game, though. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.